He's like, welcome to Australia. It's the closest you can get to hell without being burned. And it's like, okie dokie, sir. But also rude. Also rude. Yeah, true. Rude. Especially right in front of the dude. Like, oh, I feel so bad for this dude where he's just like, this dude doesn't think Americans can hold their liquor. And the guy like looks at Sawyer like, I'm so sorry. This dude has been harassing me all day. But also the closest to hell you will ever get without being burned is so clearly Florida. <laughs> I love Florida, but I know this to be true. Hello and welcome to our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the Hundred Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite thing that I ate today was a crepe with bananas, strawberries, and Nutella in it. Yum, yum, yum. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I'm a TV critic for TV After Dark and Telltale TV, and I'm on Twitter at Appertania, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my favorite thing that I ate today was a Count Chocula cereal that I ate dry out of a bowl with my tongue and no spoon because I have no milk and I'm lazy. Incredible. Yeah, it's like, you you know how, like, a horse sticks, like, their head, like, in a trough to eat? That was, like, me sticking my head in the bowl. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to introduce our guest for this week. Nobody. (laughs) It's just us. It's just first and, I don't know, maybe last time in this podcast. It's just family today. Oh, no, wait, second. I forgot that our, the first episode was just us. Wow, you already forgot how we do things around here. Uh, do you even care about this podcast at all? I actually care far too much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically how I feel. I'm like, uh, always thinking about the pod. Yeah, always, always yeah. thinking about the pod. Like, you know, always. it's like, yeah, I, I should get a job so that I can move in with you in Vancouver. But also, I have a pod to do. Um, well, good thing you do the pod with me, girl. True. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now say your thing. <laughs> do you, I was like, do you want me to say the I don't, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> oh, well then we're done for the podcast. Bye. Bye. Uh, I'm going to say my thing now. Okay. <clears throat> Today we have words to say about episode 116 of Lost Outlaws, Robin's favorite episode of all time. I am very excited. You know, this isn't an episode that most people choose, so that's why it's exciting. Uh-huh. You know, people always talk about the constant is the main one and like while i will say the constant is one of the best episodes of television of all time (laughs) yes like and although it's like definitely in my top 10 it's not like my favorite personally um i just want to say um there was a buzzfeed list that came out last week of the best tv episodes of all time uh and literally the constant was on the list really oh i love that lost was the constant and I was like, because I was looking for it, because I was looking for um, a Battlestar list, and I came across it, and I was like, oh, there's Henry and Cusick. That's nice. And Angel. It's fun, because it's in season four, and season four isn't usually, like, a, a huge one where people are like, oh my god, season four, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Either way, this episode is called Outlaws. It's a Sawyer episode. Surprise! And uh, as for the title, I kind of just thought criminal cowboy sounds like sawyer uh the broadcast date thank you the shock yeah yeah uh the broadcast date was february 16th 2005 it was written by drew goddard shout out to that guy for being just the bomb in this moment and it's directed by my boy jack bender 
Uh, you really love Jack Bender, don't you? I do. He does such a good job. Literally, if you're um, fond slash familiar with the Lost episodes, go check out the list of all the episodes that Jack Bender directed, and you'll be like, wow, a million snaps for that man. Yeah. Seriously. A million snaps for Jack Bender. He's fantastic. He also was nominated for an Emmy for an episode of Game of Thrones that he did, I think, last year or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Proud. Proud. Are you ready to do your recap? Yeah. So Robin's going to do a one minute recap of this episode in the style of Lost in 8 minutes and 15 seconds. And if she doesn't do it in one minute in editing, she's going to speed herself up so that she sounds like a chipmunk on speed. I don't think I will do it in one minute. Um, I took a long time when I was uh, practicing yesterday. So, Gee, is it because this is your favorite episode and you wanted to get every single detail about the episode into it? Maybe. You know what's funny is that like, like five sixths. Five, five sixths of it. I don't know, fractions. Five sixths of the recap is like all about Sawyer. And then it's just like, oh yeah, and Claire and Charlie are there too. <laughs> You're an idiot. It's true though. Okay, okay. Gee, are what, you are you, what are your priorities in this episode, Robin? No one knows. Yeah, they're a mystery. All right, here we go. In my very favorite episode in the series, Sawyer is convinced that a boar is sabotaging him personally. Maybe it is? It could be the ghost of Frank Duckett in boar form. Anything could happen on this show, TBH. Kate decides to help him find the boar for a price. She wants to be able to shop from his stash of stuff whenever she needs to. Sawyer agrees because he's a really bad tracker. At night, they play a game of I Never in one of the best scenes in television history. They basically admit to killing people. It's a whole thing. In the morning, the boar has messed up all of Sawyer's stuff, and we get another really great lock story time. Sawyer hurts a baby boar, but ultimately can't kill the boar itself because he's learned from his past mistakes. Speaking of the past, we see the moment where Sawyer lost his parents. Later, he gets recruited by a shady dude named Hibbs to find Frank Duckett. He lies and tells him that this dude was the one who caused his father to go nuts. Sawyer goes to Australia, gets his gun, orders shrimp, and walks away without it. At an Australian bar, Sawyer meets Christian Shepard, who is drinking away his feelings about his son, who is also a doctor and is a good dude. His name is Jack. You may have heard of him. Basically, Christian tells Sawyer to go and kill Frank unknowingly. So Sawyer does, and it turns out that he became Hibbs' free hitman because Frank Duckett wasn't Sawyer. Yikes. Oh, also Charlie has some issues after killing Ethan. Her- Hurley is concerned, and Saeed gives some advice. Charlie's able to chill with Claire again, and oh look, at least someone got a happy-ish ending. <laughs> that one was long. That was like, I like, I, it was beautiful. Thank you. It's a yeah. narrative, yes. Um, I like the shoehorning in of Charlie at the end, like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. there's like other stuff that happened here. Yeah, I like didn't think I should start with it, but yeah. <laughs> I ended with it, you know? Yeah. So first we're going to talk about Charlie, because let's just get him out of the way real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, so he's like, hey, Claire, sup? And she's like, I'm very pregnant. I've had some dreams slash memories uh, about you. And he's like, yeah, awkward. Sorry about it. She's like, do you want to take a walk? And he's like, um, no, thanks. It's like, this is a turn. I mean, it certainly doesn't feel natural. Yeah. <laughs> I, right? Yeah, no, you're right. And um, he's, like, making this... Uh, this is a fun fact, actually. He's making this, like, um, shovel thing out of a golf club. And it's from, like, a deleted scene where Char- where Hurley was going to be like, um, why are you using the golf clubs for that? But he was, like, making a shovel so that he could bury Ethan. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
That's not so much a fun fact as a dark fact. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, that scene's not there anymore, so. You should play, like, the smoke monster sound for your fun fact this time, because it's a dark fact. Okay. (laughs) Is that your best impression? Again. Um. Yeah, okay, you want, let me try mine. Yeah. Um. like someone just like rumbling yours kind of sounds like a dying pterodactyl it's a foghorn but thank you oh oh i'm sorry you thought that was a foghorn no it's the monster sips tea anyway so there's a hurley and charlie scene yay hurley but i appreciate the help you don't have to i killed ethan i can bury him yeah until he rises from the dead dude i know how this works this is gonna end with you and me running through the jungle screaming and crying. It catches me first because I'm heavy and I get cramps. I don't know why that is a plus. Like, you're like, I'm gonna help you because the zombie will kill me before you. I'm like, that's a reason to not help. Yeah, but maybe they just wanted to die first. Okay. I mean, that kind of sounds like something, like, that's you during the Hunger Games, right? Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Hurley doesn't strike me as a me, though. Sometimes. Um, Hurley... A bird just flew into the atrium and just, like, had a small little, like, bird panic attack. That was great to watch. Thank you so much, Mr. Bird. Um, no, Hurley kind of strikes me as, like, something that, like, in an apocalypse, I think he would try really hard, but you never know. Right. Like, if it was the Hunger Games, like, either Hurley would give it the old call a try or he would pull a Robin. Sure. (laughs) Um, there's this weird shot that I kind of wanted to point out. There are two points in this episode where I'm thinking, where is that light source coming from? There's a shot in this scene where it's like Hurley and Charlie, and it's beautiful because there's like the sunset behind them and everything. Do you recall this shot? No. Okay, well, basically like there's a sunset behind them and everything, but there's like a light shining on the both of them. It's like very white, like this is a bulb, and... Once they cut away from it, like, there's no light shining on them from that angle. Like, I'm like, Jack Bender. Oh, so, like, there's no, like, natural light light source. Yeah, like, I feel like Jack Bender, I love him, but if this was his decision, what what the heck? And who on that team said, that's a good idea, let's keep that? Because, like, I guess he just thought, this will be a beautiful shot with the sunset in the background, but, but we can't even see them, they're silhouetted, so we need a light source here. Um, but... Like, that's the thing with this show is that it's like, where do your light sources come from? Yeah. Just the sun and the moon ma- mainly and torches. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I guess the odd bonfire. Yeah. Like in normal, normal shoots, you can just be like, ah, pff, let's put a lamp there. Yeah, exactly. But not so much on the island shoots. The other one was um, uh, right at the very beginning when Sawyer is uh, just waking up and sees the boar in his tent. It's like, realistically, that would be pitch heck and black. Yeah, exactly. And the only light they would have literally in that instant is just the moon. And the thing is, it's like flickering. It feels like a candle or like a lantern, but I never see this lantern, so I don't know where it came from. I don't know. Either way, those those two part parts of it kind of took me out of it this episode. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, another fun fact, or, or I guess another kind of blooper thing is that in that shot that with the with the mysterious light source um ethan's 
body is in like the foreground and everything dude is breathing yeah he's super breathing yep. no exactly <laughs> and it's like so obvious because he's in the foreground i'm like who who like tell him to stop what what yeah and it, plus like it probably wasn't even like william mapother or like mapother or however the heck you pronounce his last name under there it's probably just like a stand-in yeah exactly yeah. but like uh, do you think you'd actually be able to do that though i mean as soon as like they're just doing it's a very very short scene like when they call action hold your breath when they call cut let it go I don't know, because, like, that's a sometimes, like, people, like, especially um, actors on shows like CSI, like, they're just talking over the body, which means you're holding your breath for that entire time. Yeah, but not in this scene specifically. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you're going to breathe, if you're a body, like, you have to, like, pick your spot, like, real carefully. Oh. What, what do you what do you mean like pick your spot like like if it's like well this is a really important shot or like this is a really important line that they're saying I'm just like picturing CSI right now this is a really important line uh-huh. that they're saying I assume that they'll be in a close for this so this is where I'll breathe oh I under so more like the the timing yeah okay I see yeah at least that's my that's my thought slash strategy I love that you have, like, a, like, like I asked and you were like, oh, no, I have a plan. Yeah. I mean, I've literally never thought, thought about it until now, but I know what I would do. Yeah. Hurley's like, Charlie, are you okay, though? And Charlie just doesn't answer. So Hurley goes to Saeed and is just like, talk to me about post-traumatic stress disorder. Or, like, it's first just, like, answer, like, asking irrelevant or, like, ignorant questions. And Saeed's like, mm-hmm, bud. But basically, he's like, I'm worried about Charlie. You should probably go talk to him. He shot a guy four times. Fun fact. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yep. He shot the dude six times. What are you talking about four times? Oh, well, someone had to get one of the numbers in. I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, it was literally last episode. And it was like, how do you miss two shots? Hurley wasn't even there. Who told him that? Wait, but maybe only four made contact. Oh, I would have to relook. Yeah. Hmm. I like how we're nitpicking at, like, this one small thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, like, the tiniest thing. And that's the thing is it's, like, let's say all of these these things about the small um, the small storyline so that we can just, like, gush over the rest of it. Exactly. But basically, he's like, Saeed, you should talk to him. And Saeed's like, like, I don't have other things to do, Hurley, but okay. Saeed's like, um, I have flirting with Shannon to do, so. But thanks. Yeah. Charlie is shucking a coconut which is apparently a new talent that he has. Uh, he's like, hey, I know you're here to check on me. Listen, Ethan was a bad guy. Honestly, I would do it again. He's like, 10 out of 10 would recommend. I get it. Killing Ethan. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, talk to me. I, it's just like, I think when when you get to a point, you know, Charlie has, he's at a point in his life where like, we saw in the last episode that he's never really been able to take care of anyone he finally found someone that he can take care of right it's taken away from him he's at the end of his rope and there's someone who is threatening all of their lives i can mm-hmm. absolutely see where like you kind of turn all emotion off except for like the revenge emotion especially because it's charlie like if it were yeah. a different character i'd be like huh what what just happened there but because it's charlie like we know that he has a tendency for revenge and is like willing yeah. to do bad things if he's like really desperate and, you know, like, Charlie's seen a lot of dark stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, he was an addict, so this is this is just sort of, like, another chapter of here's the show breaking down Charlie into someone that has seen such dark things that they can justify it, and, like, I buy it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
Because we've seen Charlie really take a vacation from his morals before. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have a Saeed story time. We get two story times in one episode. Very I exciting. freaking love um, Saeed. I live for Saeed. When I was in the army in Tikrit in Iraq, the man who lived next door was a policeman. One day his car was rigged with a bomb. It killed his wife and two young children instead. They caught the man who did it. I volunteered to be on the firing squad, and I did my duty without a single ounce of remorse. Then, for no reason, I found myself waking up at night, replaying what I did in my head. Looks like you're the one who needs checking up on. All I'm saying is that what happened with Ethan will be with you for the rest of your life. I had no remorse about this at all, and yet, he, like, came to me in my nightmares. Yeah, because it's like you shove those emotions down, but, like, they don't go anywhere. Yeah, and he's like, this is going to stay with you forever. And yet I think, like, I don't remember it ever really being brought up again after this season. The fact that Charlie killed somebody? No, because I honestly, I forgot that Charlie killed someone because for the rest of the show, the show forgets it too. Yeah. Basically, Charlie's like, well, it sounds like you're the one who has the issues. What am I supposed to do? And he says, just know that you're not alone. And you're like, did I ask for tears today? (laughs) And Robin's like, yes, I did, because I've rewatched this episode 500 times and I love it. It's true. It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lastly in this storyline, Claire is just watching them build the raft. So we know that they're actually pretty far along in the raft. Yeah. It's actually pretty great. I actually want to see how long it's been since they started working on the raft. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask when they started because they hadn't started um, before Claire disappeared, right? Yeah, they just started at the end of special when Michael was like, I'm going to build a raft because I'm okay. Michael. So and did we ever find out Claire's stance on cave versus beach either? Well, I think that um, basically what happened was she was just like, I'm here on the beach because I want to be rescued. And Charlie was like, yeah, but the caves are better. You could get a sun- sunburn here. Here, I'll get you peanut butter, and then you have to move to the caves. Right. And okay. then she got attacked, and she was like, I'm moving back to the beach. But then Ethan took her before she had a and chance And so now to. she's just like, I need to get off this island any way possible. Yes. Okay. So special ended on day 27. So I assume that, like, the next day they started working on the raft. And How do they know when these days are? Where do they get this information from? Um, I think they just kind of, like, you know, sometimes they say, Saeed's been gone for a week, or, like, it's been three days since blah, 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 okay. blah, blah, or whatever. Either way, I'm getting it from Lostpedia. Yeah, okay. Special was on day 26 to day 27. So, day 27, Outlaws takes place 29 to 31. So, I'm assuming the end of the episode is day 31. So, that was only, like, four days. They did a lot of work in four days. Yeah, almost um too much work. Did they not sleep? Yeah, (laughs) you're right, though. Yeah. But basically, at the end, Charlie's okay, and he and Claire walk, and they take their walk into the sunset, and you're like, good. This is good content. This is what I signed up for. Yeah, exactly. This is the romance that I came to this plane crash TV show for. Yes. Are you ready for only the greatest episode in Lost, in my opinion? Yeah. Well, okay. The Constant is the greatest episode of Lost, but this one's my favorite, is what I'm saying. So, there is a boar in Sawyer's tent. He's, like, hitting it. He's running. He's hearing the whispers. 
I have some really cool fun facts about the whispers. So if you go onto Lostpedia and you search up whisper transcripts, they tell mm-hmm. you what the whispers say. Oh my god, what do they say? Okay, so here's what happens is that the whispers are like three tracks, left, right, and center, all happening at the same time. And so if you take the track and you split it the three ways mm-hmm. it's supposed to go, you can understand mm-hmm. them. What, what, what do they say? What do they say? Okay, okay. Let me, sorry, let me go to whisper trance. I should have been here already. Also, I have thoughts on this in the spoiler section. Okay, here. I'm sure you do as me, well. I'm sure I wrote that. Yeah, I, I have it. Okay. <laughs> Whispers, fun fact, and spoilers. I literally have <laughs> Okay, so um, most of it is actually just, like, gibberish. Like, not gibberish, like, words you can't understand, but, like, things that don't really matter. The first time that we hear the whispers are is in pilot part one. And so we have things like, you aren't joking. Whatever we do, we best do it fast. How many do you want us to do it with? Tough to say. Now you're just winging it. We don't have time for loose ends. Like, just random things to say. And then, okay. you know crash victims can't keep their secrets. What a lousy thing to go through. I wondered the same thing. Anyway, it's just like, just random things. Um, and then again in pilot part one, just some interesting things. Uh, once the mo- when the monster's at the cockpit, tell them that we located it and they will soon be going. What are you going to do? Will you get going? There's no telling when they'll leave, but that part was speeded up. Like, sometimes they're speeded up, sometimes they're in reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and just someone put in so much effort to, like, figure this out. Um, yeah, and they're, like, they're random words that are vaguely related, so you kind of could be like, oh, is this a hint? Yeah. But it could also be the sound design t- team kind of throwing little Easter eggs in there that don't have anything to do with the canon of the show, but have to do with, like, the context of the show. There's this one moment where Kate is, like, hiding in the tree in pilot part one. Do you remember this moment? It's fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and they said, what we're going to do is separate you. Oh. Do you like the way you left him to be eaten? Kill the pilot, chase them away. Like, just n- scary stuff, basically. Yeah, wow. In s- no wonder they always freak out. Yeah, in solitary, when Saeed is in the jungle at the very end there, we hear a male voice saying, just let him get out of here. He's seen too much already. What if he tells? And a female voice says, you could just speak to him. And a male voice says, no. And that's what Saeed Dude, this is like to. some X-Files level, like, terror. I know, it's so fun to, like, check it out. And you're like, it shivers. Yeah, you're like, I, I mean, you and I know what it is theoretically but it's absolutely terrifying Mm -hmm. i would love to know what people think they are especially because at this point they didn't know what the whispers were exactly they came up with that like after the fact once we're in i think the um sorry i was gonna make ask you if you think that um they named whispers and sensate after like this oh oh wow that's interesting i think i would need to like rewatch season one of sensate just because like i don't remember if they like talked about the context of why he was called whispers yeah but i mean that would be cool also because they have like this badass korean woman named sun exactly (laughs) who has a dog like we cannot escape that when sawyer's in the jungle in outlaws we have things like i knew he was american and then we always have frank duckett's voice Frank Duckett's voice saying, now listen, here's what we should do. Nothing. It's not the one he's coming up on the gate. I don't even know what that one means. It's just something to me. Really wonder how they did this. Yeah, me too. Like, I wonder who was in that, like, uh, who was in that booth recording these. I wonder if it's literally just the sound design team just coming up with things. Yeah. 
that they think sound vaguely scary. Yes. Which is really cool and shows a really good attention to detail. Yeah. Um, there's one that says, guess he'll shoot the pig. <laughs> hey, listen, come on, let's go. Sawyer on the beach. There goes another poking his head in here. Let's see what he's doing. And then, of course, we always have Frank Duggett saying, it'll, it'll come back around, which is his whole thing. There's one that says, Dennis, find out what's going on. <laughs> like, shout out to oh Dennis, God. I guess. I don't know who you are, Dennis, but good job. I really like knowing, like, who slash what the whispers are because mm-hmm. they integrated it so well. Yeah. You know, like, even though they didn't know, I think they did a good job of putting it in and making it make sense. Yeah, I, I urge anybody who is interested in this to, like, check out whisper transcripts on Lostpedia because I'm only saying 10% of what's on here. Like, people put yeah. in some actual real effort. But also spoilers. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's there's a bit in there. And then we go into season two. So we don't hear sometimes... And they don't even have whisper transcripts for, like, season four and on just because, like, no one's done it. Okay. But, yeah. So those Robin's like, oh, I have a new project. <laughs> like, I don't even know where to start how I would figure out how to do that. Like, some of them is just like, yeah, this one, but it's reversed. Or, like, this one, but it's sped up. Or this one, but it's, like, real slow. And you're like, how... Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we talked about the whispers for a really heckin' long time. <laughs> Which is good, because every time it's now, now every time it's just us, I'm just like, but will we talk for long enough? (laughs) And Um, it's like, um, the problem is we talk too goddamn much. It's true, it's true. Because I don't know if people know this, but, like, we enjoy each other, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. ugh. (laughs) Gross. Like, you're Um, okay. Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. So, either way, Sawyer is just really aggravated by this, and Saeed is just, like, literally making fun of him. It's, it's a very cute scene. Boar took your top. It was dark, but yeah. Pretty sure it was a boar. I thought the boar had vacated this area. Well, genius, I think we got some bad info. What was it doing inside your tent? It was staring at me. Then it came at me, so I hit it and ran off into the jungle. With your top? Perhaps he wanted to go camping. You enjoying yourself? Yes. I love any scene where Saeed gets to do anything vaguely lighthearted that isn't yeah. like torturing people or taking care of business he goes perhaps they wanted to go camping you're like yeah buddy okay yeah someone's been spending too much time with shannon sawyer's like listen i'm gonna go into the jungle and find this heckin pig don't steal my stuff it's saeed's like okay but here's the thing saeed is known to not take threats seriously Boone's like, stay away from my sister, and Saeed's like, got it, wink, wink. Well, because Saeed has nothing to fear from them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, what could they possibly do to him? He's Saeed. Mm -hmm. BT dubs, um, so, like, what did you hear in the jungle, just, like, asking for a friend? Yeah, like, um, just, like, a chill conversation. Great conversational segue, by the way. This is natural. (laughs) He's like, did you also hear something? And he's like, no. No, it's just whatever. Wasn't, like, whispers or anything, huh? Yeah, I definitely wasn't scared at all, and I didn't cry about it later. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what are you implying? Nah, gotta go. <laughs> anyway, so we have <laughs> this conversation between Kate and Jack. Kate is giving... Uh, hashtag Jate. Hashtag Jate. Kate's giving the gun back. He's like, yeah, yeah, I have all of them, except I still need Sawyer's. And she's like, what a surprise. Let me go get it, no problem. And he's like, okay, but just... I don't want you to owe him anything because last time you made out with him and then he didn't even have what what he said he did. And she's like, yeah, but that's because torturing him didn't work. 
duh. Yeah, it's like, have you tried talking to him like a human? <laughs> He's like, whatever. He can just keep it. I don't even care. I don't even care. Whatever. I mean, what's Sawyer going to do with the gun anyway? True. Kill a pig. He's going to shoot it. a polar bear and then kind of wave it around like he's really impressive, but he's not actually going to do anything with it. Yeah. They, I think that, like, we see through Sawyer because we know Sawyer, but, like, I wonder if all of them, like, some of them totally do see through Sawyer and other of, others are just like, that guy could hurt us. I think Kate absolutely sees through Thoyer, Sawyer and Jack is just like, that guy's a freaking idiot. Yeah. But the others, I would absolutely be intimidated by him. Mm-hmm. Because the bravado goes a long way towards making you think that he actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, but you think he does. And that's the key to success, kids. Fake it till you make it. The thing that comes to my mind is like when Shannon asked for the sand flea stuff mm-hmm. and he kind of like really creeped her out there and like, um, I'm not sure how to explain this. Do you remember this moment? Yes. Where it, it like, it was kind of sexual harassment. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, she was, like, literally, like, he was kidding, but... A lot of the things that Sawyer does are sexual harassment. Yeah, and, true. Like, it's it's hard to say that, mm-hmm. but it was at a time where, like, that was skeezy, but you could still get away with it, and the character would be endearing. Yeah. But now, like, especially, especially literally in the middle of, like, current events, mm-hmm. these things seem very, very obvious. Yeah. I wonder if, like, Shannon did seem genuinely a little bit afraid. I would be. Yeah, me too. I think I think a woman's instinct when someone is gross and approaches her like that, even if Sawyer means it as a joke, I mean, a lot of men mean it as a joke, but there's always like a little undercurrent of, but what if he's not joking? Yeah, exactly. So, and that's like what catcall culture is. That's, exactly. that's a tongue twister. Try and say that. Catcall culture. Say it five times. Catcall culture. Catcall culture. Catcall culture. Catcall culture. Anyway, um, you know what we should do? We should end catcall culture. Yeah, don't no, do we it, don't kids. Have to say it anymore. Don't be gross to other people. Thanks. Not a hard concept. It's it's honestly, you know what? I go out in the world every single day, and you know what I don't do? I don't <laughs> yell at other people. <laughs> it's literally not a problem. It's it's, it's that not hard. Simple. I, I don't look at uh, a man or a woman or anyone and go, hey, you know what I should do? Scream at them because they, they'll definitely think that um, I respect them. <laughs> I'll scream at them and then they'll be my friend. But also, have you ever even heard of an instance where the stuff that Sawyer pulls or catcall culture has worked out in like, oh, yeah, how'd you meet? Oh, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> he was really gross to me on an island once. Like, no literally no no. that's not the story the fairy tale story you want to tell your kids yeah yeah so sawyer finds his tarp in the jungle then we hear it'll come back around again uh which is important that's when we see the boar and it knocks him over into the mud because he it's sad uh fun fact slash blooper 100 percent. you can see a fence if you watch the lost on location you can see that it was recorded or i mean shot in a enclosed uh sort of little field thing and you can totally see the fence in like this fleeting shot oh my god yeah 
there's this really cool transition where like Sawyer like sheaths a knife and it's like a cool knife sound that kind of just like transitions into the next scene. It's cool. I don't know. Just wanted to point it out. Nerd. That's it. Okay. So Kate thinks it's funny and he says, thank you, boar expert, which is iconic. A boar wouldn't just attack you for no reason. Thank you, boar expert. This one did. It's harassing me. What are you doing? Getting even. Would you listen to yourself? It's a boar. Just go tell Locke and he'll kill it. Nope. This is my fight. Do you know anything about hunting boar? You are going to get yourself lost or worse. Since when do you care? I don't. Good. Then if you'll excuse me, I've got some revenge to tend to. This is prime skate episode. Gee, Robin, do you like skate? I do, and I know that there's problems, but like, man, I have a hard time looking past, like, I, I, I don't wanna, I feel bad for looking past all of the problems that it has, but also like, I've just shipped skate for like seven years and it's hard to just give it up. Yep. So I can't, sorry. I still get squealy. <laughs> I mean, I get it because like, I also really in- enjoy them. I enjoy them, like, it, it's like, there's one side where I'm like, this is, this is not aged well. Mm-hmm. And there's the other side where it's like, I, I like the, uh, the idea of it, the spirit of it, you know? Yeah. And Whereas it's two people who really challenge, yeah, like two people who challenge each other and hurt and who are sort of birds of a feather and have that kind of connection. And I feel like they do it better past season one. Mm-hmm. But for season one, looking back at it now, like there's some cringy stuff in here. Yeah. Sawyer's out in the jungle tracking. He finds a footprint. Kate's like, yeah. So my guess is it was probably Boone. Might be Charlie. And it's like, wow, thank you. Ian Somerhalder is in this episode, I guess. Just because we mentioned him. His name's in it. (laughs) Yep. Um, I think there was a fun fact on Lostpedia that said that this was the very first time that Boone or Shannon wasn't present in an episode. Like, I guess they've both been in every episode since, I guess. And yet, Sin- John and John, um, Son and Jin had been missing for a number of episodes. True. They're like, your time will come. And arguably, even though I do have a lot of love for her, a lot of love for Shannon, um, I miss Son and Jin more. Yeah. Well, guess what? The episode after this, Jin episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Basically, I say I've learned that instead of saying. So, yeah, or, like, you know, I've gotten into saying basically before every Basically. You know, those fun ticks that you just say over and over again that you learn once you edit everything. Oh, yeah, I was um, listening to us when we did our roundtable, uh-huh. and I was literally so irritated at myself, I had to shut my, like, stop listening. I was like, Brittany, you need to speak differently. <laughs> what, did you, what did you do that annoyed you so much that time? Everything, everything. The shrieking, the, like, the, the cadence of speech. I was like, wow. It's funny because, like, I have, I have no problems with the way you speak, and so, like, me listening to the way I speak, and I'm thinking, oh, God, you need to stop saying that or whatever, and you're probably listening, everyone else is probably listening, being like, yeah, just saying some words. I've never noticed, I've never noticed that you do that. Yeah. (laughs) I've never noticed any of your vocal tics other than that sometimes you go straight into speaking like Jenna Marbles. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fun quirk. Or Miranda Sings. True. Those are my two faves. 
for sure. Which is very past the cultural zeitgeist at this point, but I'll give you a pass on it. <laughs> I I date myself by by doing impressions Robin. of Jenna Marbles and Miranda Sings. That's what it feels like to feel old. Everyone's just like, um, hello, Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul references are in now. And I'm like, pass, but thanks. Like, who's that idiot? I don't know. I don't know. Never heard of him. I know that he annoys his neighbors and that annoys me. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Kate's saying, here's what I want. I want to have my pick of all the stuff that you have. And in exchange, I will help you find this boar. It's a footprint. Based on the weight and the distance between strides, I'd say we're following Boone for about an hour. Look. Could be Charlie, I suppose. I'm tickled you've taken such an interest in my affairs. I really am. So don't take it personal when I tell you to go. I want carte blanche. What? Simple. You can't track this boar without my help. Over the last few hours, you have managed to follow the tracks of humans, birds, a rock slide, yourself, basically everything except boar. No idea what you're doing. Now, my mind's thinking, not really a great trade if I'm Sawyer. Like, how much does he want to kill this boar that he would, he would be like, yeah, Kate, take literally everything I own. Especially after he was like, Saeed, don't steal my crap. Which is like my favorite thing because... If I were Kate, I would think I was a freaking genius because she knows that Sawyer's going to do whatever she wants. True. Yep. So it's like, oh, what can I ask for? I can ask for everything. Because she's like, you have a crush on me. Yep. She's like, listen, here's what you've been following. People. Birds. A rock slide. Yourself. Like, this is literally so (laughs) ridiculous. Like, this is great because, oh, man, I just have so many good things to say about this episode. I love this moment Mm. because it's like... All of this, like like you've said, bravado, all of these, like, things that Sawyer has been, like, building up, being like, I am the coolest dude. Come down. <laughs> Especially in front of Kate. Yeah. That's my shit. And he's not cool. And she's like, listen, buddy, sometimes you need to ask for help. It's a whole thing. You gotta learn to trust other people again. It's, like, your thematic statement. Brittany, are you ready yes, Robin. for my favorite scene in the entire series? Sure. This scene is called... I never seen. Basically, oh, okay. it's a mm-hmm. game of never have I ever. Mm-hmm. This scene is freaking genius. And let me tell you many reasons why. I want to hear all of them. First of all, this scene has its own story arc. Like okay. this scene starts lighthearted and is like perfectly transitioned into like a really dark, really poignant moment. Do you disagree? No, not at all. It's amazing. Another thing that I want to point... I'm getting so excited. I watch it like three times, like a week probably. Mm -hmm. It's like, how much music is in this scene? None. No music. And yet, it's just like, uh, like, it just means so much, but you don't need any music for it. You don't need anything. The thing is that like, Giacchino chooses where the music goes once he gets the um the picture cut or the yeah. what's it called picture lock. picture lock yes yeah picture lock and he chooses and the fact is jacquino watched the scene and went nah put it away that one's done already yep. you know what i mean <sighs> yep man it's so good and you learn some things and like 
you learn a bunch of things about the characters, but like they're also learning about each other and they're opening up and then it like, it just like transitions perfectly into this like dark moment, you know, but it starts like this cute little, I have. But that's what this show does so well, you know? Yeah. This show, this show will take the dark turn, but it feels organic because when you're doing the lighthearted stuff, you're getting to know the characters and emotionally connecting with them. So when they punch you in the gut with the dark stuff, you're there. You're invested. I'm like thinking about the ending right now. It's just like, <laughs> it's so good. This is an amazing scene. It's so good. I, it's, it's, a, it's a great scene. So let me walk you through it a little bit real quick. Do so, it. So basically... <laughs> the thing that I think is funny is, like, Jack was looking for the liquor cart, you know? And, like, my first thought is, like, what does Jack want alcohol for? And then I remembered, ah, sanitation. And also, maybe he needs a drink. True. Jack could use yep. one, probably. Yep. That's when Sawyer calls her sassafras, which is one of his best. Just because this is, like, sassafras. the most flirty. This is, like, the most outright flirty. Like, he's he's been very flirty, but, like, this is, like, he's, like, it's night. It's, like, I have alcohol. We're by a fire. She's come here on her own, like, accord and has said that she would help me. And, yes, she's getting something out of it, but still, like, this is his moment, you know? Yeah. This is his, like, moment to... This is his shot. I get excited. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, a little put it away. Okay. So he's explaining the rules. It's just never have I ever. I don't know how Kate has not heard of this this game. But basically he's like, here's my example. I have never kissed a man. You have to drink because you've kissed a man. And it's like, how does Sawyer know that? Because he's the man. I didn't pick up on that until right he's now. He's literally like making a joke being like, I know you have because it was me. Because I coerced you into it. <laughs> true i i have a brain block when it comes to never have i ever explain i always i always you know how like there's some things that'll never stick in your brain i guess yeah the rules of never have i ever do not stick in my brain do you want me to explain them or are you good no you just have okay but that'll never stick oh okay (laughs) like i'll forget again like for some reason this game just doesn't like work in my brain i mean the thing is that there's all these different types types of rules you know like w- the way that um w- it was always played in like m- like i don't know where i grew up it's like you got five fingers and every time that you did something that they say never then you got rid of a finger um and then mm-hmm. you see like who runs out of fingers first oh god so you guys were doing drinking games as kids because yeah. that i'm that's delightful um but like you know, once when you're a teenager and you're doing it, it's like basically, and of course I'm uncomfortable in these situations, but it's like whoever loses the most fingers is like, that's the slut of the group, you know? Oh. That's just always how it was. It's like, I've never, like, you know, it's just gross stuff. And I was, I was just like, well, here I am with five fingers again. <laughs> Yeah, the game was basically invented to be slut-shaming the game, wasn't it? It was, and it was also, like, you know those teenage boys that are just like, hey, wanna play 20 questions? And it's like, sure, it's like, you go first. And she's like, cool, um, what's your favorite color? He's like, blue, are you a virgin? You know? Yeah. What are you wearing? <laughs> yep. Every single That's time. That's basically what it was. Be like, let's play 20 questions. Let's get to know each other. Nope. <laughs> Hard pass, but thank you. All of these games are designed to be disgusting towards women, and I'm spicy about True. it. The next thing is that... 
Kate says there's no heckin' way that Sawyer actually went to college because he totally didn't. And he's like, all right, you win. Neither of them have been to Disneyland, which is apparently sad. Wait. Um, that's sad for me. Oh, no, because... Wait, what are you talking... Girl, what? No. Sawyer's been to Disneyland. No, he doesn't. No, he isn't. Oh, man, we were so excited because we thought Sawyer's been to Disneyland. This is hilarious. Let's think about Sawyer at Disneyland. But Sawyer says, I never been to Disneyland and he doesn't drink. Oh, my God. So it's sad because they both haven't yeah. been there. That's disappointing. What do you think their favorite rides would be? <sighs> oh, boy. I mean, I'm a Space Mountain girl, but I'm also an e- Expedition Everest fan. I think. Oh, but this is Disneyland. Kate- it's not Disney World. Okay. Yeah. This is Lance. So I think Kate would love, um, I think Kate would love some of the thrill rides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think Sawyer would love stuff like Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I'm also thinking, like, somebody put Sawyer on Jungle Cruise. <laughs> oh, my God. Sawyer, yeah. And he, no, he'd no, be, no, like, Sawyer, thinking of his- Sawyer's the host of Jungle Cruise. Done. <laughs> Done. Someone write a fic. And then- what would Kate love? Kate's they a stubborn both. adventurer. I feel like they both would like the Pirates of the Caribbean, Indiana Jones sort of rides. I don't think Kate would like Pirates of the Caribbean because Pirates of the Caribbean's like there's they literally sell women on that ride. Mm. They're they're removing that from the ride. Right. Um. But you know, they, I I love pirates, but I hate that part of it. But I think Kate would also love Indiana Jones because it's like thrills and there's snakes mm-hmm. and all these fun things on it. Okay. Um. Splash Mountain thoughts. Hmm. <clears throat> Splash Mountain. Okay, it's a small world. Thoughts? Okay, I hate it's a small world. Um, I have actually, I hate it's a small world so much. Whenever I'm at Disney and I'm tired, I will get on it's a small world so that I can take a nap. <laughs> Not lying. Um, Splash Mountain. I like Splash Mountain, except that Splash Mountain is based off of a movie, The Story yeah. Racist, mm-hmm. that uh, Disney actually stopped circulating it. And it's almost impossible to find. Yeah. Um, I would never want to find it. Mm-hmm. The ride itself is okay. I think Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is severely underrated. Okay, listen. The first time that I went to Disneyland, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was my jam. And then I went back. Yeah, I loved it. And then when I went back in 2014, I went to Disney World and I went on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Didn't like it as much. And I'm not sure why. why. I think it like jerked me around too much. It hurt my neck. It is a really... Actually, someone has, like, died on Big Thunder for it's cause, it being really shaky. It's because I got taller, I think, probably. And so it's like, well, now there's more of me to move around. Well, like, the Disney, like, thing is you can't sit in the front or the back unless you really want to thrill ride or you want to get jerked around a lot because those are the seats that, like, move the most. Mm-hmm. So if you were, like, anywhere near the front or the back, that would make perfect sense. Okay, so, like, a Disneyland tangent... Let's yeah. put that away. Now we have Sawyer has worn pink in the 80s. And I'm like, how has Kate never worn pink? I'm pretty sure I've seen Kate wearing pink. Maybe that was purple. I don't know. But also, like, I love that sort of very stupid and very, like, male-centric thing where it's like uh, strong women can't wear pink because it's too feminine. Mm-hmm. And right, so right. Kate, they're having, like, Kate's internalized, like, misogyny and be like, oh, I don't wear pink because I'm, like, a tough girl. And it's like... Well, I'm tough and I wear pink. Yeah. Oh, same. Or I I would wear pink if I wasn't, like, in a marriage with the color black. I'm wearing pink right now. I love the color pink. Yeah. 
Next one we have is that Sawyer has never voted Democrat and Kate has never voted. And, like, the problem I have with this is the fact that that makes Sawyer a Republican. And I just don't want to think about it. It sure freaking does. But you know what? That's so in line with season one Sawyer. Absolutely. Which is really unfortunate. I like to think that season five Sawyer would vote Democrat. (laughs) But remember, at this time, this was, what, 2005? Yeah. There, the the party lines weren't as divided. True. Next one we have is that Sawyer has never been in love. Mm. Um, just you wait, Sawyer. Just wait, buddy. You'll get just there, you okay? <laughs> and then, uh, but Kate has. So that's a thing. How and did no one like, think this wasn't a show about romance? I know, right? Yeah. Especially, with, like, this scene is like, it's either like... If you're, like, a hardcore jate shipper, you're like, this is torture. But if you're a hardcore skate shipper, like, this has changed my life. But, like, people really love to watch this show, like Selena was talking about when she was guesting, is um, if you were a shipper, you were seen as lesser. But, and even, like, some shows today are like, oh, this isn't a show about romance. But romance and love are huge parts of not only television, but, like, our lives. Mm -hmm. So... I don't think there's a certain superior superiority in that. No, I don't think so either. Like, I think if you dismiss romance, like, you're kind of weird. Also, you can do both. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was me transitioning into Jenna Marbles, just like we said. I always do. You absolutely. It just happens. Okay. I have a basketball game tomorrow. I have a basketball game tomorrow. Um, I have a basketball game tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> you're welcome, Jenna. <laughs> Kate says, I've never had a one-night stand. And, like, this is a real cough. I can tell. Why? And if it's not, I love Josh. I love Josh okay. anyway. But, like... Okay. Wow, that's shocking. <laughs> Breaking news. Basically, like, I don't know. It gets caught in his throat and he coughs and he says he has to drink for each one. Also, fun fact, the liquid in Kate's bottle usually stays pretty constant. And, but Sawyer's bottle is, like, all over the heckin' place. Sometimes it's really full. Sometimes it's, like, empty. Sometimes he'll, like, finish it and then he'll have more somehow. That's my wow. only... Bad beverage continuity yeah, team. my only complaint. I like that your complaint in this is, oh, the beverage continuity. Literally, is there anything more me? That's true. Yeah. There's nothing a Robin loves better than a blooper yeah. or <laughs> something messed up. Yeah. So he's never been married. Kate has been married for a short while. Don't worry, friends who are watching for the first time. You will see an episode about that. She's and if like, you're me, you've forgotten that, so you'll get to re-experience that all over again. <laughs> uh, it's an episode. Nathan Fillion is in it. I remember that episode. Thank you so much. It's called I Do, and it's in season three. Yep. I oh, it's a good that. skate episode, too. That's a, It's just a good episode. It's so good. It's yeah. one, of my, one of my skate episodes that I always remember because of specific things happen that I cry. Anyway. So, this is kind of, like, close to around this moment is when it, like, turns and starts being like, this is a serious game now. Now we're playing something real. I've never blamed a boar for all of my problems. <laughs> and so, like, that, this is Correct. the last, like, maybe a little bit fun thing. And yeah. that's when it's like, I've never asked for carte blanche just to hang out with the other person on this island who just doesn't belong. And it's like, Wow. Wow, did I ask for this today? Yes, I did. Exposed. I'm literally just gonna, like, insert the entire scene into this, because there's nothing that you can just skip over. But also, the copyright gods will not favor us with that one. Yeah, but the thing is, there's no music over it. 
Oh, fair enough. Pow, pow. All right. Lastly, well, not lastly, second lastly, it's I never carried a letter for 20 years because I couldn't get over my baggage. Wow. Yikes. And that, then, was a, that was a, <clears throat> that was a low blow. And then Sawyer says, I've never, I never killed a man. And then they yeah. both drink. And it's like, okay. It's such a great ending. Oh my gosh. Now we have something in common. All right, Sassafras. But if you want a drink, you got to play. Play what? I never. What? I never. I'm supposed to know what that means. Call it a way to get to know each other better. For example, I know you've never been to college. And how do you know that? If you had, you'd have heard about never. <laughs> it's simple. You... Say I never, and then you finish the sentence. If it's something you did, you drink. Something you never did, you don't drink. That makes absolutely no sense. Learn by example. I never kissed a man. Now you drink. Because you've kissed a man. Your turn. I never implied that I've been to college when I never have. <laughs> I've never been to Disneyland. Oh, that's just sad. <laughs> I never wore pink. I knew it. <laughs> the 80s. Mm -hmm. I never voted Democrat. I never voted. I've never been in love. You've never been in love. I ain't drinking, am I? I've never had a one-night stand. Bottoms up, sailor. <coughs> I got a drink for each one. Your turn. <coughs> I've never been married. Didn't last very long. Never blamed a bore for all my problems. I never cared about having carte blanche. Because I just wanted to spend some time with the only other person on this island that just don't belong. Never carried a letter around for 20 years because I couldn't get over my baggage. I never killed a man. Well, looks like we got something in common after all. Wow. Wow. What a thing to bond over. It's amazing. But also, like, my only question is that, like, I thought the only person, only people who knew that Kate was a fugitive type person was Jack and Hurley. So maybe, like, Sawyer just had a, an inkling or something? Unless I'm missing something? I, I yeah. I, I think Sawyer definitely knew. Or did Kate kill someone on the island? She didn't, right? No. I think the only uh, Yeah, so Sawyer must have been like, I think I know what her deal is. Mm -hmm. Maybe Sawyer put it together that, like, he still doesn't know who the marshal was with. Yeah. And, like, after seeing Kate being like, here's a gun that I totally know how to use. I don't know. Maybe put it together. Yeah. I I think in that one, it's just, like, Sawyer's pretty clever. Oh, what a smart cookie. He's a great guy. Once. Sawyer having another dream. It's rough. And then when he wakes up, the camp is destroyed, but only Sawyer's stuff has gone to garbage. <laughs> And then there's somebody who's coming out of the thing. He's going to shoot it because he thinks it's the boar, but it's actually just our buddy, Locke, looking for some salvage. He found some scrap metal and some coffee. 
which is convenient. I like how close together this show narratively ties boars and locks. I know, right? <laughs> I love this moment where he's like, yeah, I picked up your, uh, your, your path a mile back and I thought I'd say howdy. And I'm like, literally you were a mile away and you were just like, I was in the neighborhood. Okay, <laughs> but that is locked. Totally. To a T. He's like, I have nothing better to do at this point. He's like on his way to the hatch and being like, ooh, veering off to the side. Gotta go find out what's going on over mm-hmm. there. So Sawyer's shirt got peed on. It got like taken ah. out of the bag and then peed on. Um, That's such a cat move. Yeah, it's true. Kate's like, my cat absolutely used to do that, by the way. Explain. I had, before I had Kobe, I had a cat named Lola. Mm-hmm. And she only liked me. She hated everyone else in my family. So she would go down to the laundry room, sniff out whose shirts belong to who, pull my stuff away, and pee on everyone else's stuff except for me. It's mine. Incredible. That's a real bro. That seemed to work out for you nicely. It did. Yeah. I had great clothes. Mm-hmm. Kate's like, maybe he didn't like your cologne. He's like, I don't wear cologne. And she goes, yeah, you do. And I'm like, what you doing, sniffing him or something? That's cute. <laughs> but that also explains why uh, Sawyer's the only good smelling one on the island. Yeah, true, true. Everyone else stinks and Sawyer's like, oh yeah, I, I have cologne. Don't worry about like, it. like, I'm going to do that. I don't think so. Showering? Never heard of it. We have another lock story time. I love lock story times. This is one of my favorites, not only because it's in my, one of my favorite episodes, but also just like in general, it's great. Mm-hmm. My sister Jeannie died when I was a boy. I fell off the monkey bars and broke her neck. And my mother, well, my foster mother, she blamed herself, of course. Thought she wasn't watching close enough. So she stopped eating, stopped sleeping. The neighbors started talking, afraid she might do something to herself, I guess. Anyway, about six months after Jeannie's funeral, this golden retriever comes padding up our driveway, walks right into our house, sits down on the floor, and looks right at my mother there on the couch. And my mother looks back at the dog. After about a minute of this, then both staring at each other like that, my mother bursts into tears. Beautiful dog. No tags, no collar. Healthy and sweet. Dog slept in Jeannie's old room on Jeannie's old bed and stayed with us until my mother passed five years later. Then disappeared back to wherever it was she came from in the first place. So you're saying the dog was your sister? Well, that would be silly. But my mother thought it was. Thought that Jeannie come back to tell her the accident wasn't her fault. Let her off the hook. His mother really thought that that was like the soul of Jeannie and everything and like, TBH, I would. Mm-hmm. If that happened to me and like sleeps in Jeannie's room, hundo, yep. as soon as mom Helping. dies, then dog leaves. Absolutely. I don't like this is like exact evidence to me. <laughs> like the and the thing is, like, they've talked about reincarnation before. And what's funny is that like this is a faith thing. And Kate goes, so you think mm-hmm. it was your sister? And he goes, nah, that's dumb. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. right. So you're Swerve. you're not that kind of conspiracy theorist. All right. All right. Sure, whatever. It's like, Sawyer, Locke is trying to tell you something. Sawyer, pick up on the subject. The has come to, I don't know if it's let you off the hook, but maybe just terrorize you, which is what it seems like. The boar has a grudge. Exactly. Now we have Sawyer and Kate walking around. He's like, sure, can't wait for this to be a shopping mall eventually. 
That would be cool, huh? And, uh... Sawyer, gentrification is not a joke. <laughs> She's like, look, it's a mud puddle. It's a wallow. Things are happening here. Then he finds a baby boar and is, like, shaking it around. Ooh. Kate's really pissed off and, like, makes him stop. And I'm tell like... Tell yourself I'm Kate. Yeah, literally tell yourself I'm Kate. Absolutely. I'd be like, wow, we're not friends anymore. That That's, like, yeah. almost... It's like kicking a puppy. Yeah, it's almost unforgivable. Irredeemable. Irredeemable. Yeah. It's hard for me to be like, what? Like, what was going through your mind when you thought that was okay? It's a baby. It's a baby. It's a baby animal. Who who messes with a baby animal? A thing that I thought about that was funny, though, is that, like, to find it, he, like, walks behind a tree and then grabs it. I'm like, girl, I know someone was holding that pig right behind that tree and you just, <laughs> and you just grabbed it. But why did the writers think, oh, yeah, we can pull Sawyer back from this? Like, no, man, my, my tolerance is very low. Don't shake a baby animal. I mean, somehow they did, though. Oh, I know they did. I'm just pissed about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's just like, they'll forget about it. It's like, you shouldn't have done it in the first place, though. And I did forget about it until right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it worked. Sawyer finds the other boar, but he can't kill it, which is a parallel to the fact that, you know, that guy before was like hey, there's no refunds if you look a guy in the face and decide that you can't kill him. It's like literally what he's doing with the boar. Yep. And then Kate watches. Sawyer goes to Jack, gives him the gun back. They're heckin' cute. Best friends. I'm like, please, why don't you guys just date? That's like a really great (laughs) compromise. (laughs) I love that like this is the ship hill you're gonna die on. I don't mind. Yep. I I really don't. I get it. He's like, listen, I asked you for this gun two days ago. And he's like, yeah, but now I've had a change of heart because I made a deal with your girlfriend. My favorite part is that Jack doesn't go, Kate's not my girlfriend, what? He goes, oh, cool, yeah, Kate, would you? (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's like, other people see our chemistry too. Great, this makes me feel better. But of course, Jack says, what did she give you? Because, and then Sawyer can see, oh, you really care, huh? You care what she mm-hmm. gave me, huh? Okay, well, I'll go ahead and imply that she gave me something that she totally didn't. And of course it works. <sighs> of course it does. And I want to talk about the fact that the Red Sox will never win the series in okay. the flashbacks. But yes. Okay. So basically, he says that. He's like, yeah, it's something that my father used to say. And he's like, oh, we should add a doctor too. He's like, yeah, but he's dead. And Sawyer chooses not to reveal that he totally met his dad. But do you think Sawyer would even remember it? Well, he did. He does? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, telling everybody who's watching along with us for the first time, do not fear, Sawyer eventually tells Jack, and it is a gorgeous moment. Matthew Fox cries. It's amazing. Okay. It's great. Well, guess who forgot about that one? It's a beautiful moment. I'm, like, tearing up thinking about it. I'm literally not kidding. Oh, my God. Please get control of your life. It's a beautiful moment between... Jack and Sawyer. Like, those guys, they're bros, okay? They are. Everyone watching the first time is like, what the hell are you talking about? They are, though. Like, they have had multiple bro hugs. I'm not joking. All right. I love them. Those are called spoilers, Robin. Yeah, but also, like, I feel like the people want to know, you know? Okay, okay. (laughs) If I was watching it for the first time, I'd be like, don't worry, he tells him. I'd be like, thank you, this would bother me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Those are all of my island thoughts. Um, those are also all of my island thoughts. Okay, should we take our potty break and then go into flashbacks? Yes, please. I have to pee so bad. Oh my god, me too. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. So, moving on to flashbacks. We open with an eye. This is Baby Sawyer's eye. Mm-hmm. Your favorite thing. Yeah, exactly. I heckin' love 
when they start with the eyes. Like, mm-hmm. the best thing is that they do it mostly in season one, and then, like, occasionally in season six, so that you're just like, oh, they're bringing it back. They did the thing. They did the thing. They did it. I love that. Okay, so basically, this is the scene moment where Sawyer loses both of his parents. <laughs> Sorry, Very <I> sad. <laughs> This is the saddest moment, Brittany. I'm so sorry. I felt it coming and I was like, I can't stop this from <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Um, only ladies do things like this, so I'm like a real lady. Exactly. <clears throat> so we know what the story is here. It's basically yes. what Sawyer's been doing. He's like, this dude came, conned his mother, his father found out, came, killed his mom, and killed himself. The thing Which is that totally have, a way to deal with, you know, yeah, exactly. your feelings. But of course, you know, if you're having these thoughts, always, like, reach out to people. It's a whole thing. Don't, don't kill your wife and yourself. Don't do that. And leave your child an orphan. Just don't. Yeah. Please. Domestic violence is literally not the answer to anything. To anything. Cannot, cannot think of one reason. <laughs> I think maybe we as a society should maybe just, like, leave women alone and stop touching them. Thanks so much. See, I had this uh, thought that I was my first... What am I saying? Every time that I rewatch Lost, like I've said, I find something new. Mm -hmm. And I found something new in this scene, actually. So I was watching it, and, like, you know, his mom's making him hide. Just, like, you know, she did a good job because he survived, obviously. His dad, first of all, commits suicide on his bed, which is, like, terrifying. And, like, right above him, it's very scary, but... The thought that I had that was, like, new was that he's walking into Baby so- baby Sawyer's bedroom. Like, is he walking in to be like, this is where I'm going to commit suicide? Or is he walking in being like, now I'll shoot my son too? Oh, wait, yeah. he's not here? Yeah, I think um, the thing that we're meant to read from this is that he's, like, Sawyer's been abused before. Um, so Sawyer grew up in what, like, people would consider a classically abusive household, Mm -hmm. which is that his mother shielded him from most of the abuse, but that his father was eventually going to, you know, turn on Sawyer. And I think this is the point where his father was like, if I can't handle any of this, no one can, so I'm going to punish and kill everyone. See, in my mind, it was always just kind of like, here's the next place for me to go because... Like, that's the room that she came out of. But then I remember he was outside when she came out of that room. So I'm thinking, yeah, he was why is he Sawyer. coming in there? That yeah. This is the first time that I've even realized that, which makes it even more upsetting. Yeah. And it's it's something that, like, is a very dark part. I don't know if it's absolutely canon, but I think it's something that is implied via subtext, is mm-hmm. that in in... That was a... An escalation of his father's behavior. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Either way, I mean, Sawyer is clearly dreaming of this. So this is something that that brings him back. I wonder if this is kind of a parallel to what they're talking in the other storyline about PTSD. Mm-hmm. And it's something that he's just lived with for a really long time. Yeah. Sawyer ha- absolutely has, like, very untreated, like, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Now we move on to adult Sawyer. He's, like, making out with this girl. Her name's Mary Jo. And I have some words about her in the spoiler section. Okay. Actually. Um, She's not, like, super relevant, but still, she's a person who exists and maybe comes back at some point. And some some people don't notice because she's a tiny character in both instances, but she's the same person. 
But Robin has eagle eyes, so she noticed. Exactly. Also, I just read a lot of Lostpedia. Um, yes, you do. So he's making out with Mary Jo, and then Hibbs is in the room. It's like, girl, how'd you get in there? I, um, did you have a hotel room key? Yes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Logic. Way. I don't know. He, like, makes her leave, and then, you know, he, like, pushes him up against a wall, said he would kill him the la- next time he would see him. He's like, here's some money for the Tampa job. And he's like, something, like, the Tampa job, I have questions about this Tampa job. Why? I Because ha- I have a thought about what the Tampa job could be, but also, I, I'm not sure if it was that or not. And so I want to okay. talk about it in the spoiler section. Okay. But, like, I'm not super sure as of right now. All right. He's like, here's a guy, his name is Frank Duckett. He was Tote Sawyer, he was the dude. That guy, Frank Duckett. Real hard luck case, gambling addict, alcoholic. Runs a shrimp truck. Back in the day, this guy Duckett was quite the hustler. He ran the romance angle. Hooked the wife and took the husband for all the money. He's pretty good at it, too, from what I hear. Until sadly, one of his marks in despair took a gun, shot up his wife, and blew his own head off. All in front of their little boy. I paid Tony to pull his jacket. Turns out Frank Duckett used to be named Frank Sawyer, the name I believe you appropriated for yourself. This is him? That's him. Here's a picture of him. He's like, got it. I will go to Australia and get him now. And Sawyer's like, yes, I don't need any proof. This just feels like fact. He's like, literally, I will do anything. But that's, like, sort of, like, the same thing as Charlie, right? Like, when you've got mm. revenge on the brain, you'll do anything. True. Now he's in Australia. This is a character. His name is Lawrence. Um, he gets his gun. He's like, hey, Hibbs, that guy's a nice guy, right? And he's like, mm, hard no. And he's like, ha, no, you're right. No, he, he's a scumbag for sure. <laughs> he, he's not. No, no, no. Not a good bro. I, I love this moment where he's like, okay, so rule number one, snitches get stitches. And rule number two. No refunds. Just, like, that's your rules for life. Go by those, like fight, and you're good. It's Fight Club, but just a little bit harder. Yeah. A few disclaimers. Australia doesn't allow its citizens to carry handguns. You get nicked with this, not gonna rat you out. Secondly, you know, I've been doing this for a while, and a man who buys a compact three fifty seven with hollow point loads, he's not looking to scare or steal. He's looking to kill. But when it comes down to it, if he finds he doesn't have what it takes to do the job, your sales pitch needs some work. What I'm saying is, you look a man in the eye and you point a gun at him, you find who you really are, mate. And should you find you're not a killer, there's no refund. Won't be a problem. He gets to the shrimp truck. I have a fun fact. Oh, oh, what is it? People in Australia don't call them shrimp. They call them prawns. And so... I thought prawn was a different type of shrimp. Apparently not. I think they're just the same thing, but two different words. Oh, all right. And so, I mean, they're kind of passing it off as Frank Duckett being from America, and so he still calls them shrimp. But, like, if it's a shrimp truck, it's like, wouldn't they be, like, shrimp? Like, all of his customers are like, "Mm, what? But isn't, like, that, like, weird Australian, like, slang the shrimp on the bobby? See, that's, uh, I actually read a fun fact about that. That's, like, assumed Australian stri- slang that probably isn't Australian exactly, slang Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. They said that it was, like, a, it was, like, a, a tourism ad for Australia for Americans. 
And that's why they use that's the word That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, basically... Stop saying basically. <laughs> we learned stuff about shrimp today, Robin. Yay! He's like, do you want mild sauce or hot sauce? And Sawyer's like, hot sauce. And I'm like, I knew it. He's Southern. Expected. Expected that for sure. He's like, where are you from? I'm from Tennessee. Cool. And then he's like, says the exact wrong thing. Where about you from? Tennessee. Love the South. Miss those Southern women. Bud, <laughs> if you only knew the mistake yeah. you have made. Yeah. He's like, listen, you can have half price because you're American and we bros. And he's like, yeah, we bros, sure. Uh, this is the first time that we're learning Sawyer's first actual name, James. Oh, we didn't know it before, did we? No, this is the first time that we're learning it. Oh my God, so his name is James. Everyone, meet James Ford. His name isn't actually Sawyer. There you go. He stole that name. Yeah, we're still going to call him Sawyer, but that's fine. Yeah. Either way, he, uh, well, are we, though? Because a certain someone calls him James. I'll call him Sawyer. At least until then. I literally, like, just teared up thinking about (laughs) the certain someone who calls him James. See, and I tear up about Jack and Sawyer talking about Jack's dad, and you're like, um, control your life. I know, but (laughs) here's the thing is, I'm a big, giant hypocrite. Yeah, it's true. I think we're both (laughs) hypocrites in multiple ways, so it's all good. (laughs) Oh, it's all part of the human experience. Um, basically, stop. What? I keep saying basically. I start every freaking sentence with basically. Okay, do a shot every time Robin says basically. Die of alcohol poisoning. (laughs) It's real. (laughs) Okay, but either way, either way, that's different. That's a new one. Uh Uh-huh. Um, he does the exact thing that the guy just said he would do, is that he looked the guy in the face and he couldn't do it. Which, I mean... Anyone looking at, to try and murder someone is probably going to have that exact reaction. Yeah. He goes to the bar because, of course, he goes to the bar. And Big mood. something that I think is interesting that they brought back is that Christian says, listen, I actually don't have my wallet. And at first, the first couple times I watched it was just like, ah, Christian, you have your wallet, you skis bag. But this time I realized, no, Jack found no, his wallet doesn't. in the hotel room yeah. with White Rabbit. Come on, I'm an idiot. Even <laughs> I figured that out. Listen, I got it eventually. All right. Sawyer decides, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll just pay for his stuff. Which, like, how much money do you have, sir? You don't have a steady job that I know of. He just, He's at the point where he's just like, I-D-G-A-F. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. He's had a bad day. He's like, welcome to Australia. It's the closest you can get to hell without being burned. And it's like, okie dokie, sir. Something that I want to point out. Oh, yeah. Rude. Also rude. Yeah, true. Rude. Especially right in front of the dude. Like, oh, I feel so bad for this dude where he's just like, this dude doesn't think Americans can hold their liquor. And the guy like looks at Sawyer like, I'm so sorry. This dude has been harassing me all day. But also, the closest to hell you will ever get without being burned is so clearly Florida. (laughs) I love Florida, but I know this to be true. I wanted to point out that Christian has his face in shadows again. Well, you gotta keep that air in mystery. Dude's always got his face in shadows. He's a crazy guy. He's like, listen, I used to be the chief of surgery, but, like, some people are just meant to suffer, which is the, basically, the, um definition of that's why the red sox will never win the series it basically just means like some people just like 
Sometimes just things don't work out. It's like, yeah, but you're only meant to suffer if you make all the wrong decisions in life, Christian. Do you want to hear a fun fact about that uh, the Red Sox will never win the series? I sure do. So um, the thing is that I think it was, listen, I don't know a lot about sports, but I think from what I remember, it was like 1919 was the last time that the Red Sox won the World Series. And so it was just mm-hmm. a whole thing about how the Red Sox will never win the series. It's literally been forever. And then by the time that this aired, in 2004 or 2005, oh, it would have mm-hmm. been 2004, I think, Red Sox won the series. No. Yeah, they did. And then like, but of course- So they did this purposefully. <laughs> no, I don't think they did. Well, actually they, may have, I'm sure, they might have I'm, done. No, I'm sure they did because it's a flashback, right? Yeah. And the so thing is that right, it comes yeah. back. It comes back later too. But That's the thing so is funny. that, like, in the timeline of the show, the Red Sox have yeah. not won yet. So, like, Christian's whole self-aggrandizing, like, everyone's meant to suffer thing, it, it, that's a great point about, like, how wrong he is, is the Red Sox me- finally managed to pull it off, which means anyone can pull th- what they think is impossible off. And the people who are watching it real time, live, are getting that subtext. Exactly. Because they know that the Red Sox won the series. Whereas for those of us who are not keeping up on things would just be like this is an unrelatable metaphor i'm so sorry <laughs> he's like listen i got a son your age he <laughs> sounds like you're he's a very nice boy he's a ni- very nice man are you single <laughs> yeah literally yeah <laughs> some people are just supposed to suffer that's why the red Sox will never win the damn series they have a son he's about your age He's not like me. He does what's in his heart. He's a good man. Maybe a great one. And right now, he thinks that I hate him. He thinks I feel betrayed by him. But what I really feel is gratitude and pride because of what he did to me. What he did for me. It took more courage than I have. There's a payphone over here. I could pick it up and I could call my son. I could tell him about all this. I could tell him that I love him. One simple phone call and I could fix everything. Why don't you? Because I am weak. And it's like, at least he's trying. He really is. But it's like, hey, Christian, did you bother to tell Jack that? No, because you're Literally human no. garbage. He's like, listen, I could pick up a phone and I could call him right now. I could fix everything, but I can't because I'm a coward. I could literally solve my son's daddy issues, but I'm not going to because I'm a big old jerk. Literally, yes. He's like, and I get the emotional turmoil, but at the same time, dude, you made so many mistakes and you blamed your son for them and I don't like you. No, I mean, I can't, I can't think of good things about Christian Shepard. I can I think of can't. one, but it's a spoiler. Okay. Okay. Um, he's basically like, listen, this business that you came to Australia for, will it ease your suffering? And of course, Sawyer at this point thinks, yeah, it totally will. And yeah. he's like, well, then there you go. What are you doing here? Get, get out of there. Get out of here. Go do your thing. Go kill a guy. 
of course, not knowing that it's like literally, I'm gonna go commit murder. And so Sawyer that's, goes and that's commits the comedy murder. of it, my friend. Yeah. And Sawyer's like, hey, you know what I'm not gonna do? Blame Jack's dad for the fact that I murdered someone. Yep. When it was actually yep. totally his fault. He shoots yeah. Frank Duckett, and he's like, finally, I can read my letter. And he like gets it out, starts talking, and he's like, huh? And basically, what happened was basically, basically, what happened was essentially. Essentially, what happened was... What happened was... That Hibbs was like, I can get Sawyer to kill this dude because he hasn't paid me. And then he says it'll come back around, which is, like, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, is in the age of social media, Sawyer would not have made this mistake. No. You're right. He would have seen... He would have seen all of it. Mm -hmm. Or if Sawyer was, you know, any good at actually hunting people. Hey, do you want to hear about what my favorite part of this scene is? Always. You're going to think it's really weird. I think every part of you is weird. Okay. So do you, but you do want to hear it? Yeah, obviously. Um, hair drips. You're right. I do think that's weird. But like, you know, it's like all in his face and like the drips are coming down. You can like see the drips forming. It's kind of like, um, that shot of Ethan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's just something very visually satisfying about it. Yeah, and, like, his, he's, like, his face is in shadow as well, and, like, you know, it's crazy because there's this light shining down on them from the street lamp. Yeah. But he's very, very dark, and, like, you can see, oh, Josh is great. Josh is great it's a very, episode. It's a very iconic cinematic sort of storytelling technique, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the minute you see rain, it puts you in a certain mood. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's time for our favorite line awards. So yes. my favorite line this episode goes to Sawyer and Jack for. Just take them all. Trying to be funny? Yeah. That was fresh out of pies to throw at you. I love them. I love their bromance. I do. What's their ship called again? Uh, the good ship Joyer is what uh, is what Selena said. Joyer. Yeah. That's quite the name. And uh, my honorable mention goes to Claire and Charlie for. I am. Um, I had some dreams last night. Actually, more like memories. You were in them. Sorry. <laughs> I love them too. What a yeah. shock! But also big same. Yeah. And mine goes to Sawyer for. I've never been to Disneyland. Oh, that's just sad. Because that is sad. sad. I think everyone should get to go to Disney parks. Absolutely agree. I think air travel in Disney should be cheaper so that they were more accessible. I mean, what? Who said that? (laughs) Everyone said that. Everyone said that. Moving into light and dark, basically a lot of people's faces were in shadows when they were doing bad things. The... Um, difference between, I mean, day and night, like, the I never scene is very dark, you know? Mm -hmm. But it has that beautiful light coming in from... The fire. Yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's a very visually, it's a beautiful scene. It also reminds me of the cabbie scene from Mm -hmm. The Hundred, where they kind of have their heart-to-heart in front of a fire. Wow, guess we'll cry. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Also, the bar, uh, that Sawyer's in is really dark with Christian, of course. So dark. But I feel like there's also, like, some really deliberately placed lights here, mm-hmm. where, like, Sawyer, the, it, Sawyer's, like, sort of half in light and half in dark, because it's, like, the decision he's gonna make is still sort of at 50%. Right, and then Christian's is, like, totally dark. Yeah, because, like, as a man and as a character, Christian sort of hit the point of no return, and you know where mm-hmm, he's headed, mm-hmm. right? And so, that's, like, when yeah. he sees Frank Duckett for the first time, when he sees him for the last time, it's, like, really light and really dark, oh, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, okay. cool. Okay. Okay. That's a good uh, one. So, man of science, man of faith, uh, Sawyer, 
I'm not sure. I kind of want to put him in both. I honestly, I would put him in faith. Yeah? Because he he went on his blind belief that this was the man who had done right. him wrong and didn't bother to like he be- he just he wanted to believe it, you know? Yeah, and then I would say that he's a little bit in science just because he like tried to track down this boar. And like he was like this is my plan if I kill this boar life is better but also ooh, actually that's a belief though yeah you're right because i think i also put it in faith because he's like he believes that this boar is frank duckett exactly okay sawyer's very much not in wise mind in this episode Mm -hmm. he's completely in emotion mind he's running purely on adrenaline in his own emotions what about kate uh Hmm. science i think yeah just because she knows her way around sawyer you know uh jack science science Locke. Usually uh, faith. TBH, kind of, a little bit of science. Yeah, here. a little bit of science. Uh, Saeed, science. Always, yeah. yeah, always science. Charlie, That's my boy. a little bit of science too, I think. No, I think Charlie's more faith. I'm trying to figure out because how I feel. Logically, his actions don't make a lot of sense. He's he's also running off emotion. It's not the right emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Charlie just because he's like, listen, I know what I did and I stand by it. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, Hurley? Yeah, no, you're right. Maybe that, maybe that is science. I don't know. Yeah. Depends on how emotionally detached he is. Yeah. Hurley? Hur- Hurley is man of having a good time. Yeah, I actually think he's science just because he's like, if I, like, if Saeed relates, Saeed can talk to him and that'll fix Charlie. Mm-hmm. Hypothesis. <laughs> but also, like, that's not good science. <laughs> Claire? Yeah. Uh... I don't know what Claire is. I'm going to say Faith just because she's not science. Yeah. Um, what about Frank Duckett? Faith. I think so, too. Because of his last words. Yeah. 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 And uh, Hibbs. I'm going to go with... Ah! Wait. He has faith that Sawyer will will do this, but also science because this is like a deliberate plan that he made. Yeah, it's a deliberate mani- yeah. manipulation. Yeah. Did they do the thing? No. No one said the title of the episode. Yep. But since the last knockout, one episode. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Because de- death definitely doesn't count, right? Because that's the perma knockout. Yeah, totally. And also it's not on island. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Here's where we would place listener thoughts if we have any. So yeah, um, here's where they would go. If you have any listener thoughts, feel free to send a, a piece of text or an audio clip to a podcast at gmail.com. It's in uh, the description of all of our podcasts now. So go ahead and check that out. I mean, if you just want to do it to make fun of us, we're also cool with that. Yes, literally, if you're like, Robin, that fun fact makes no sense. This is the actual answer. Go ahead and do that. Because, like, most of my stuff is off the top of my head. Or, like, you know, just tweet it at us. Yeah. True. Yeah. Stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show, too, and we'll be discussing season five next year. We love to talk about that show. Yes, absolutely, yes. You can tell from this. If you're, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you can't tell, you know what? We did good, though. I think I only brought up The 100 once. Yeah. I'm proud of us. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show, and we will be starting that, like, this week. Yeah, by the time that this comes out, we'll have done, like, a few pods. Yeah, it's back. Yeah. The, the murder teens are back. The murder teens are back. Now, these are the normal murder teens, which is like not modern the day murder teens. Mu- murder Not the post apocalyptic murder teens. Those are different murder teens, but they're all murder adults now. 
either way we like talking about murder teens and these are like um i don't know lost is, doesn't really have any murder teens it sure doesn't it has murder hmm. adults yeah great that's nice okay anyway um you can follow at the aficionados on twitter facebook tumblr and redbubble but mostly twitter and our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would absolutely appreciate it because we need it for hosting fees. But, you know, we'll love you no matter what. Yeah. It's like yeah. $1, $1 a month. Super easy. Find that change on the ground. No problem. <laughs> Literally <laughs> just, marry, just send us, like, in the mail, send us old change. No problem. We will I'm fine it. with that. And by that, I mean I'm fine with that. I mean send it to Robin so she has to deal with it. <laughs> I'm Thanks the so treasurer. Much. She, she named herself the treasurer. I was like, why don't you call yourself the CFO instead? But, you know. Working on it. I'll change Choices. It. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Thank you so much to the non-existent guests on this episode. Um, thank you to Robin for... Really just going hard in how much she loves Sawyer in this episode. I spoke enough for me and the guest. Yeah, you you absolutely you spoke enough for two people and I yeah. I really actually did it very much enjoy it. Yeah. Oh good, thank you. I had a great time. Yay! Join us next time for episode 117 in translation, which is a Sun Engine episode finally! Sun Jin! And our guest will be another one of my IRL BFFs, Rena, who we kind of, I think we brought up when we were talking with Pharaoh. My two sure girls, Pharaoh and Rena. She it's, has a squad. It is my squad, I know. genuinely. She has a squad outside of our internet squad. Like, what's it that about? I know. They both moved away, though, so it's kind of just like me. Okay, but, like, literally, that's me in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> one day. One day. It's less just, than a year, Brittany, and I'll be yeah. there, okay? Exactly. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Um, so the first thing we're gonna talk about is numbers. I don't think there's a whole lot in this episode, so let me check. There's a four! There's a four! I got it! It was, it was a four! Yes, shot four times. That was my only number. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and send in, like, those listener thoughts if, uh, you've found some numbers or whatever that we missed, or doesn't matter. We can also play listener thoughts in the spoilers section. It's pretty so chill. We're pretty chill yeah. about it. I can do whatever. Yeah. We're chill about up. most... Yeah. yeah. This is a good talk. Um, okay, so... I actually had more spoiler thoughts than usual this episode. So this is exciting. Ooh. So the one that I was thinking is that it's like... This is his mom. And like, knowing that the actual Sawyer is Anthony Cooper is really weird to me. Knowing that that mom, like that Sawyer's mom, was like sleeping with Anthony Cooper... Who is Locke's dad. Ugh. Yeah. That's weird to me. That's weird. It's gross. I'm not into it. It feels super incestuous, even though it's absolutely not incestuous at all. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just weird. Especially because he's a jerk, just for the record. Yeah. Oh, Anthony Cooper is, like, also an umbrage of the of the series. Human garbage. Christian Shepard, Martin Kimi, Anthony Cooper. Sometimes there's something really refreshing. And I, you know... As much as Christian Shepard is a jackass, he does have some qualities where you can be yeah. like, oh, okay, this is a well-rounded character. Yeah, and he's a, yeah, he's a great character, yeah. Yeah, but, like, with people like Kimi and Cooper, it's just, like, they're just unrepentant villains. Oh, yeah. And sometimes that's really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And you know what else I love about this? They're all mm. straight, they're all, uh, straight white men. Yes, thank you for sending that message. <laughs> um, 
now I want to talk about the whispers. So we know what the whispers actually are. It's like the um, spirits on the island that couldn't move on. And Michael okay. ends up being one of them. Yes, he does. Yeah. That's creepy. Do you want to know about Mary Jo? I sure do want to know about Mary Jo. Mary Jo is the woman on the TV when Hurley wins the lottery. No. Yeah, she's the one who calls out the numbers. <gasps> That's really cool. In two episodes. That's really cool. So, like, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. I think that's the only time that Mary Jo shows up. It's just those two times. That's really neat, though. I love those little things where, you know, you sort of have the obvious connections, which is Christian and Sawyer, and mm-hmm. then those little ones that really make it look like, you know, they were all fated to come together. Yeah. Trivia. Brittany Perrineau, the actress who plays Mary Jo, is the wife of Harold Perrineau, who plays Michael. That's my name! Yeah. But, like, that's Michael's wife! That's really cool. I didn't even know that. Mary Jo is credited as woman in Outlaws and Lotto Girl in Numbers, but not ever by her name. So how do we know what her name is, then? I don't know. I'll never know. Uh, probably in the script sides. Mmm, probably. Yeah. Okay. So that's a, those are some fun facts about Mary Jo. What's next? Those are fun facts. Oh. I love those little universe Easter eggs. The Tampa job. So. Tampa job. I'm trying to figure out if Cassidy, if all this stuff with Cassidy is what happened in, in Tampa. Or if this is just a thing that we'll never know about. I'm just trying to I think out. you'd never know, but you could make that connection and it would make sense. Origin just says United States, Cassidy, blah, blah, blah. Divorcee who fell in love with Sawyer but was conned by him and later gave birth to Clementine. She also became friends with Kate. Okay, but is she the Tampa job? It doesn't tell me where, I don't think. Uh, it doesn't tell me where this happened, but I kind of want to think that it's Cassidy. Yeah, I think that's a that's a nice, well-rounded theory. Mm-hmm. And then it's like nothing could make up for the Tampa job, but... Exactly. Ooh, you know what I just thought? He says, I've never been in love. So, like, ouch. Yeah. Wasn't in love with Or he just lied about that. True. But the thing is that, like, he didn't lie about killing a man. No, I think, well, but to Sawyer, he'd want to brag about killing a man, but loving someone would make him seem soft. Hmm. Because toxic masculinity is a real thing, people. I see. Um, I have him at the bar with Christian. Oh, yeah. So there's this moment in, what's the episode called? It's an Anna Lucia episode. I believe it is Two for the Road. The two Anna Lucia episodes are called Collision and Two for the Road. I think it's in Two for the Road when we see all these things with Anna Lucia and Christian. Mm -hmm. And there's the moment when Christian is walking into the bar and like he almost opens the door on Sawyer. Oh, really? Yeah. And Sawyer's like, hey, what the heck? And then he goes into the bar. And it's like, oh. That Cute. was a well-planned coincidence. Yeah. So that's a thing that happens later. Also, totally forgot about Anna Lucia's thing with Christian. Yeah. That was always think, weird. I have think thought... I blocked it out. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just because I've never liked Anna Lucia and I'm waiting for season two so that I will like Anna Lucia. I'm like waiting for Sarah to give me all the reasons to like Anna Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. Either way, Red Sox will never win the series is uh, later in season three... Ben tells Jack that the Red Sox won the series and Jack literally laughs in his face because he's like, you could have picked any other team and I would have believed you. Except that one. Except that one. And then he shows him like the, the, the like actual clip and Jack is like mesmerized. It's great acting by Matthew Fox. And of course, that's Michael Emerson such a back to the future moment too. Mm-hmm. It's such a back to the future moment. Yeah, I love it. I love that moment. And then, uh, yeah, the last one I had was just that 
the person who he read the letter to was not Sawyer. And it's actually Anthony Cooper. And Sawyer does eventually actually get to read the letter to and kill the actual Sawyer. Thank God. In The Brig. An episode but that doesn't three. really fix any of Sawyer's problems, does no, it? No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> because murder is not the answer. Exactly. And neither is domestic violence. These are things we've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do as Sawyer does or as his father does. Just don't. Yeah, thank just you. Don't. Thank you so much, non-existent guest. Yay. Thank you to Robin and Robin's brain and Robin's intense mm-hmm. love for Sawyer. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> go. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. That's Britannia. That's my name. Don't worry about it. That's not my name. You can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, but mostly Twitter. And that's also our Patreon. Yeah. Help us. We're poor. <laughs> She's not wrong. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. 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 I get cramps. <laughs>